Hi there, and welcome to my podcast, Chats with SML. My name is Sasha Lester, and quite frankly, there's no guessing what you'll end up with today. We could talk about all things personal development, touch on the laws of the universe, have a chat about relationships with my bestie, or just hear me rant about my kids. You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll spill your tea in hysterics, but above everything else, I know you'll be back for more. Let's do it. Hi there, and welcome to another episode of Chats with SML. My name is Sasha Lester, and I'm super grateful to have you here today. I wanted to talk about death. Now, super controversial topic, it may seem. However, I wrote a blog recently as my nan passed away a couple of months ago, and and it actually affected me more than I thought. And my way of coping is very much to write. Um, so I did. And I actually got a lot of really great feedback from it. And they're like, you know, I'm sure there's more to the story. I'm sure there's stuff that you left out, which there certainly was. Um, and, and yeah, so they said, you know, why don't you make a podcast about it? Because all the the raw and emotional feelings will certainly come through. So this is where I am today. Um, Nan had been unwell for a really long time. She'd, she'd reached a point of she just wanted to die. And the family around her knew this. And like, we, we felt so bad for her because it was like, you know, I, I just want to die. I've, I've had enough. All my friends have passed away. Um, my husband's been gone for a good while now. And, like, it was time. And she was actually checking out from all her stuff as well. Um, she'd been giving away things and reducing her home very minimalistically. So she was definitely ready. One thing I do want to say is I... I always ring my mother on a Thursday. Thursdays are just our things to to regroup and to to check in with each other. And this one particular week, I called her on a Monday because, you know, intuition rings really well. And so I called her. And prior to this, the the questions of you know how's Nan going and how's everything out in Longreach was all kind of not spoken about anymore because it was you know Nan's not getting any better she's not having good days so the questions they kind of dissipated I guess because we'd all reached a fact that you know Nan wasn't great um and this particular Monday when I rang I said you know have you heard about Nan what's the update and she she was like no 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 I'm just on my way back home I'll I'll you know I'll call Uncle Bruce soon and find out what the go is I'm like okay no worries um can you let me know because you know I just have a feeling something's not right um can you touch base with me and it was within a couple of hours and she sent me a message and she said, Sasha, Nan's not well. Can we 
travel out on Friday, we'll get some stuff together, can we go out on Friday? Absolutely no worries. So I'd started to make plans to go out on the Friday and then I think within a couple of hours of that first message coming through, she said, actually, can we go tonight? And it was in that instance of, yep, Nan really isn't well and most definitely we would be travelling through the night. Mum doesn't drive through the night, so this this was really this was really strange for her. And and it was a case of once we got up there, we made the um we, we started heading out and we travelled through the night. I think we stopped for about an hour and a half only because we didn't time the uh, didn't time the fuel stops correctly, so we had to wait for it to open. Um and then we're on our way and I think we were about six hours outside Longreach at Emerald and we got a call from from Money Kay, I think it was, to say that, you know, Nan had really not, um, was not doing well, she was not responsive and, um, you know, could we get out any quicker? And obviously we couldn't. We we were very grateful that we had left and had travelled throughout the night um, and had, you know, only six hours to go, even though it was the longest freaking six hours ever. Um, and so a number of phone calls passed. She was actually better than we were both envisaging, so she was still um, very much with it. She knew that, you know, we were both, we were, everyone was all around her, so she was still aware of that. Um Nan spoke to a couple of the people in the homes, like the nurses and the doctors, and it was like it was that moment of you know she's she's slipping away from us. At this particular time, it was really hard for me because I felt that I should have been the one who should have been there for Mum. Yet I was bawling my eyes out and mum's driving and she was crying and we're both sobbing and it's like you know we just need to get there we need to get there and mum's like we can't drive any faster than we are um and mum as it is I think she travels at an average of about 95 I think she upped it to 105 so that was a bonus Prior to this final trip of going out with mum, she'd been actually travelling out regularly, maybe every three or four months, to spend time with Nan. And from an outsider's point of view looking in, it was really draining. Like, death in general is just so draining on everyone involved. It's draining on the actual person. Like, Nan was just... She was not getting better. She she wanted to do stuff. She wanted to be out in the garden. Um, and she couldn't. So that was draining on her. It was it was draining on mum because she wanted to be and I think needed to be upbeat for us, her children, um, herself, her family, her friends, but also for mum when she was out there. Like she wanted to be positive and uplifting and at the same time being faced with the fact that, you know, she's going to have to be saying goodbye to her parent um, and has this has these moments of all these other family dramas being thrown into the mix. Um, my stepfather was having dramas with his eyes, um, and then you throw Harry into the mix with, you know, all Harry dramas. Um, and it just makes for a very interesting scenario, I suppose. And then everyone's wanting to talk to mum to find out, you know, what's going on, what's the update, how's Nan going, what's everyone saying. And, you know, fuck. 
Look, it's just so draining. When we reached Longreach, we had a good 36 hours with Nan, which was really very special. And and I'm so glad that I made the trip out with mum. It was totally worth it. I'm forever grateful that I pushed her to travel through the night because she was like, no, 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 we'll just leave at six o'clock in the morning. It'll be fine. But, you know, of those final hours, every hour is super important. Um, And in those final 36 hours that we had with Nan, it was really interesting to, I suppose, to be like a bystander. Um, I got to, I got to witness my sister, like literally being full on in her element. I swear to God, she should be a carer and has been a carer in the past life. So my sister had made a commitment to herself to see Nan every single day that she could like sometimes she was traveling and she made that commitment that when she was in Longreach or around, she would see Nan every single day. And she had done for 18 months. So she knew Nan's little intricacies. She knew what Nan wanted. Um, and she was, she was like fucking amazing. She was so amazing. And when we arrived, Nan wanted to have a scotch and dry with us all. So we all went home. Our mum and I went home. We got some some of the really good crystal glasses. We got we stocked it up. We went back and we all sit there and had a scotch and dry with her and she loved it. And she uh, Kirsten made Nan's drink in particular and Nan's like, oh, well, that's a bit weak. So, you know, Kirsten put a little bit more in and, you know, we could never make Nan happy. So it was either too weak or too strong or there wasn't enough or, um, but that was a little bit of a joke. And, you know, that was great. It was lovely that we could have a drink with Nan. Um, that was her last drink that she got to have, which was wonderful. Um, that night when we were there, we had, we ordered Chinese because A, we didn't really want to cook and we didn't know what to, what to do. And Chinese had always been one of the better takeaways in Longreach. So we ordered some Chinese and Kirsten said, you know, Nan, do you want some Chinese? And she sat up and she had some fried rice with us which was which was good and all throughout those those final like 36 hours she was just bang on point she kept us entertained um she was charismatic she was funny she was laughing and some of the the points that I want to put into this podcast she was she could see that we were all coming and visiting in her she could pick up the vibe that we were all in that we were sad yet we were happy that we were there and one particular day she just burst out and she's like what are you all doing here like am I dying or something and um so as much as she knew that those hours were her final few hours she really wanted to go home and she cried and that was really hard it's really hard to see you know your nan who had kind of withered away both in form and in mental mentality I suppose she was crying and she's like I just want to go home please take me home take me home I want to go home and mum and my aunts and uncles were like we can't take you home you're in the best care here you have to stay here and and then I was sitting in the corner and I was crying um and she yelled out to me she said Sasha are you there I'm like yeah I'm here Nan and she's like you can get me out of here get me out of here and take me home and the family had a bit of a chuckle because 
you know, I, I would have. I would have pulled up that vehicle to that window, thrown her in the back and taken her home. That's all I wanted to do. In hindsight, I wish we had arranged with the ambulance to, you know, to pack her up in the ambulance and to take her home. And now I'm getting emotional. And to take her home so she could see her flowers, um, go down the last, go down her street, go past her church, all those things that she really would have loved to have done and we just didn't think to do it because you know we were so silent in the fact that you know she is in the best place that you know she was and yes she was but you know fuck it she wanted to go home and we could have done that but we didn't um she at one point in time she told one of her sons that you know to stop being a scrooge and to open his wallet so that was a little bit entertaining um one of her great-grandchildren came to visit and he driven in a good couple of hours from um, one of the neighboring properties and he'd he'd seen her only a few hour few days prior and she's like what are you doing back here and he's like oh well kind of got told to come here and and it was funny it was really good she asked one of the nurses she's like what time did I die and they're like well you're not dead yet you're talking to me she's like oh heaven's really pretty what time did I die so a lot of a lot of these comments came out and through the tears that everyone was shedding around she managed to bring laughter to the situation in those final few days I got to see family members come and go family members that hadn't seen Nan for a really long time because living out in Longreach a lot of people live like we either live like Brisbane the coast we live neighboring properties three or four hours away some six or seven so some didn't get to see her and some did which was it was lovely that everyone made the effort to come and see her before she actually passed and look death seems to bring out the worst in families a lot of people were on edge a lot of people were snappy they were raising their voices at each other and it's an emotional time and I think it's hard for everyone to go you know you're hurting it's okay we acknowledge the snappingness um but when you're in them when you're in the moment it's it's pretty hard um in the last say 12 hours of Nan's life um we were told that if we felt that if Nan was in pain we could ask the nurses and doctors to um, if she could have more morphine and there was one particular moment where I thought Nan was in pain I could see that she was in pain and I I expressed these feelings to mum and mum was like yes I think she is and I'm like well mum can we ask the doctors for more morphine and mum's like no 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 I don't want to give her any more she's had enough and I'm like but mum she's in pain and it was a back and forth for like a good couple of minutes and it was really hard for mum because in those moments it was I suppose giving her more morphine reduces the pain that she was in but it also reduces the lifetime that she has left with this and the conundrum that mum felt I could see in her eyes she didn't want to do it but we were all kind of pushing her like mum she really is in pain I think a little bit more is is 
is going to make her feel much more at ease. So that was one of the things that, that from an outsider's point of view, seeing mum go through that, that, that was really hard. At the time of Nan's actual passing, mum was the only one in the room with her and she didn't want to be the only one in the room with her. But nowadays there's medicines that can be given to elderly people that reduces the sound, I guess, of the um, the death rattle. So you don't actually hear it as much. And mum was explaining to me when Grando passed that the death rattle came on and it was like it's really horrible to to be around and to listen to but it also gives people time to go you know the death rattle has arrived and um for those to come up but but for nan she actually went really quickly and mum didn't get that opportunity to to call her sisters and brothers and i think she holds on to that as well because she feels that everyone probably should have been in the room or everyone might have wanted to be in the room in hindsight i'm super grateful that nan went really quickly in the end and i'm just grateful that someone was there like that mum wasn't say in the toilet or um walking down to get a nurse or or taking three minutes outside to get some fresh air um I'm just glad she was actually there. Nan was the last of my grandparents and I think this is where it really hit home for me. With Nana, Papa and Grandad all passing, there was always someone there to pick up the grandparent role. And when I wrote when I wrote the blog, it was like there's no one else. I've I don't have any more grandparents around and it was really confronting and it's you know, it took a good couple of weeks and I suppose we're still processing it. Um death is very real. It lasts for a very long time and there are certain things that we can't do anymore. Like I can't call that phone number out to Longreach and hear Nan's voice at the other end of the line. Um, Another one of the things, uh, traditions I suppose, was every time we'd land in Longreach, whether we were like coming home from school or visiting from the property for groceries, the first point of call would always be Nan's home just to say hi or to drop some stuff off. And now that her house is being potentially sold, it's like, where do we go first? Where do we, what do we do um and it's just gonna feel really weird i guess um yeah just just really weird um so i think between between the blog that i wrote which i will also link to this podcast and the few extra additional tits the bits and ah So between the blog that I wrote, which I'll link to this podcast, and the few extra additional words that I've I've put into this podcast, I I have some closure, which is really great. And and I hope that these two forms of communication have helped someone else because death just fucking sucks. There's no other words for it. Thank you very much. Have a great day. And just like that, we've reached the end. It's been a super fab having your undivided attention for the past 20-odd minutes. And until next time, have a great day.